Hi, everyone. You're listening to Making Account, a podcast that explores everyday financial topics to debunk common money myths. We're your hosts, Christina. And Will. Whether you're just establishing yourself financially, working to break that paycheck to paycheck cycle, or wanting to optimize your savings, we've been there. And done that and still have more to learn. So join us as we interview local financial experts, answer your burning questions, and share our own money experiences on Making Making It Count. On this episode of Making Account, we are throwing it back to one of our first episodes on retirement and investment strategies. But this time, we're going to look at the topic from a different perspective for those over the age of 40. Oh gosh, the other side. We'll be asking your burning retirement and investing questions and get answers from our two guests, Rob and John from CUNA Brokerage Services. Then we'll get their expert opinion on how the newly signed SECURE Act impacts listeners like you. And then we'll wrap it up with our favorite segment. What What did did we we learn learn today? today? Oh boy, there's a lot going on. So let's jump right into it. Let's do this. So today's big question is about people over the age of 40. Now, I do not fit this category yet, but I am knocking on that door. No, you're much younger than me. I am knocking on that over 40 door. All the skincare cream that I... You keep me young. (laughs) I'm actually 50. So this really is for... If we're over the age of 40, how do we get our retirement on track? Because I don't know about you. I have had a I'm retiring countdown going in my head since I started working when I was like 22. So I know my investment. I started when we first went to an investment person. We started at seven or 67. And then we went we got a little bit more aggressive and then we went down to 65 and now we're at 62, baby. So I'm I'm right there. My countdown has started and I can't wait. That's really good. I do not actually have an age set for retirement right now. <gasps> Maybe that's something I need to get out of this, this session. Maybe yeah. I need to figure out the age of retirement. Our guests this episode are back after helping us learn about retirement and investing for people under 40. So now we're going to look at for retirement over 40. So Rob Major and John Stanner are both financial advisors at CUNA Brokerage Services. Hi, guys. Can you introduce yourselves? My name is John Stanton, a financial advisor. I've been in the industry 14 years, partnered with Addition Financial for a little over four. And I'm Rob Mazur. I've uh, been here for, what, about two years now? Uh, I've actually been uh, in the industry for about 27 years. Great. It's so good to have you here. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming back and joining us again. We really appreciate your valuable insight and expertise because Will and I are not, definitely We're not, not, qualified. not qualified at all. So our first question is for our listeners who are over 40, let's just start with this. If you're 40 or over and you don't have any retirement savings, does it mean that it's too late? Like, what do you do? Well, it's, it's never too late. I mean, the, the best time to start is now. Uh, and obviously, yes, you don't have the advantage of that 20 something years of work experience, but life does throw curves. Uh, you know, we've all been there, you know, there, things happen. Uh, so it, it's really a time to start from now uh, and going forward. All right. So what's one retirement opportunity you think people don't take advantage of when they need to jumpstart their retirement savings? I think it's maybe not being honest with themselves. I mean, a big part of it is budgeting. Um, there's needs and wants in life. Um, I think you really need to focus on the needs and the things that are more so wants, maybe putting that off, especially if you got a late start. 
because obviously the more we can put away, the better. Um, gives us the opportunity to do a little bit of that catch up uh, for the growth purposes. I, I'm, I'm not about my needs. I'm about my wants. <laughs> <laughs> so you just brought that up, the catch-up contributions. I'm if, if you're over 40, and we talked about IRAs before, what does that mean? What's a catch-up contribution? Well, a catch-up contribution actually is actually a formal term within either an IRA or an employer-sponsored plan. Typically, for in that scenario, it doesn't start until age 50. Um, so you know, in that, that 40 to 50 gap in there, you're still under the, the same uh, you know, contribution limits as everybody else. Um, but really the kind of the goal there is you know, getting ramped up to the point where you're maxing out what you can put away uh, in the course of a year. And obviously, you know, whereas in the under 40 space, we encourage, you know, at least take advantage of the match. In this case, we want to go well beyond the employer match and we want to try to you know, get that savings level up to the maximum that we can put in you know, on a tax favored basis. Yeah, at that point, over 50, you could do an additional $1,000 to an IRA contribution. You could do an additional $6,500 to a 401k, 457, 403b type contribution. Wow, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. yeah, it is. So let's talk about Social Security. I know we kind of talked about this before. And we really need to figure out, and this was a myth that was busted for me. So sky is not falling, Christina. The sky is not falling. I really thought Social Security was going to end. But... You guys are way smarter than me, and it's not. So, but if, but again, if we're later in life, should we still count on Social Security? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's going to be there in some form. Uh, I think as we talked about last time, you know, even uh, if nothing is done, it's going to fund out at seventy five percent of the current benefit levels. So it's not going away. Um, and what is it? Twenty ninety, I think it is, is whenever there really hits critical mass at that point in time. That's if nothing changes, which I think obviously everybody realizes that something has to get done um, and you know, everybody has to get to the table and, and do something regardless of your political stance on, on, on anything um, that the current system obviously doesn't sustain itself you know, a long period of time. But will it be there for, for all of us? Yes, in some way, shape, shape or form. See, you're, you're going to be okay, Christina. I'm going to be fine. You're going to be good. So There'll then, still be some cake left. What's yes, the, what's I love the, cake. What's the, the magic number? What's the amount that we should have? Plan, how much should we plan to save for retirement? Again, it really comes down to what you want your lifestyle to be in retirement. Um, some people are more frugal than others. Some people really don't want for anything other than just to leave a legacy. Those people, obviously, you know, have an easier way to go about it. Um, somebody who wants to live a more lavish style, obviously, is going to need to save more money to be able to achieve those goals. What is a money-saving myth that you've come across or that you've had your clients come in and they just say these things and you're like, no, that's not right. Not ha like, what's something you can debunk right now for you, us? The, probably the, the funniest one I hear all the time, because again, we see a lot of members here at the credit union. And the one big thing about members at the credit unions, my money's safe, right? Oh. I have all this money in my CDs. I have it in my savings or money market. My money's safe. Um, when you sort of turn it around on them and discuss, start talking about inflation costs, um, think about this. If your money's in the credit union for 10 years, starting from today, 10 years later, it's $100,000 in savings. You still have $100,000 in 10 years because let's face it, interest at 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 0 0.3%. Um, cost of goods goes up average 3 to 5% per year. So in a 10-year period, you're talking cost of goods being 30 to 50% more. And if your money didn't make that, that same 100000 yeah, it's still 100000 on paper. It's not going to buy $100,000 worth of goods 10 years in the future. It's only going to buy fifty dollars to $70,000 worth of goods. So um, I think that's probably the biggest thing I could probably debunk for people. Yeah, it's safe and on paper it's still $100,000. But as far as keeping up with inflation, cost of goods, you know, 
things, let's face it, inflation is what happens every single year, whether you want it to or not. And um, you'd want to at least try to keep pace with that. Yeah. And I, I think the other myth is that, you know, that government's going to take care of you uh, in some way, shape or form. And, you know, yeah, social security is important, uh, but it's not going to be the only thing it, like I you know, referenced the other uh, other episode was you know, it's it's one leg of the stool it's not everything that, that that's there for anybody so you know, it's you're going to have to do something you know from a personal saving standpoint um, you know in today's day and age you know, most people don't have a, a pension um, you know some there, there are still some out there you know Florida retirement system you know teachers and, and, and those types of things they they do have a pension um, but most private sector uh, employees today don't have pensions to, that they can fall back on like used to exist. And so therefore that burden then does fall to you, you know, to personally save and go out there and do your own thing. So this might be an obvious question, but is it a good idea to work with a financial advisor on investment strategies or try to go it alone? Always good to seek the, uh, the information from a professional. Um, again, I, we can do the doc doctor analogy all day. Um, who, who hears WebMD? I think I've made myself sick by looking at it sometimes, but the best <laughs> thing you could probably do is go down to the clinic and, and see your doctor to you know, find out what's really going on. It's the same thing here. Um, it's just free advice that you can get. You don't have to take it. It's just something that's out there for you that we would you know, obviously try to fit it to your needs. And obviously what we do, it's not you know, rocket surgery, for lack of a better term, um, but it, it's, it's another person looking at something, looking over something, you know, being able to see kind of where you have gaps. You know, I describe it to my members this way, you know, I deal with, you know, five or six people that are retiring probably in a week. This is the first time most of them have done this you know, in the, in their lifetime. Um, and so therefore, you know, I've seen the mistakes that other people have made. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that you can kind of illustrate for people is that, you know, if you can avoid doing these couple of things, like you can save yourself a lot of money or a lot of time or a lot of hassle. Um, and so we're able to kind of you know, help speed up that learning curve for them in terms of where to go to. Um, you know, yeah, you can go out there and the Internet's a great thing and there's a lot of information, but you can also get yourself just so wrapped up in it that you, you it's paralysis by analysis at that point in time. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing we hear sometimes is they just don't have time. Um, and I always I always kick this back at them. I say, think about you going on vacation. How much time do you take to plan a week's vacation? Right. Just one week, a month, three months, you know, all the checking out, you know, comparing prices, trying to find the cheapest things or where you're going to stay and all that. In retirement, you're going to be retired for how long? And how much time do you take planning that? And that's sort of what I would throw back. Yeah, I mean, five. the effort I put into finding one pair of glasses that I like is <laughs> exponential. I mean, I went to like six different places to find the current pair. But I mean, spending five or 10 minutes, that's all we need really to get yeah. an idea, at least a brief idea of what you're trying to do. Um, so as far as time, for that sake of five, 10 minutes to learn something that would help you for something in your future, especially as important as retirement. Yeah. Um, that's all it is. Well, it's kind of like, would you cut your own hair? Which I, I guess some people I do. might. You, you cut your own hair? I do. Really? Yeah. Do you do you use really? one of those flow bee things? No, do you no ever have a flow bee? No. <laughs> no, I let the hair hit the ground. I vacuum it up after. No, uh, no, I, I do. Mean, it doesn't look you like you do. Good that's hair. actually very yeah. impressive. Yeah. I, I asked the question thinking like, I was like, no, of course yeah. I don't cut my own I'm hair. I'm impressed. You well, hey, like... I started late for retirement. That's where I'm saving money. <laughs> That right there's twenty five dollars a month, I, and I've been doing it now for about six years. So I'm, look at that, I'm and then you that. put it in an IRA. And, do, do the and math: twenty five dollars times twelve interest? times six. We're good. Man, there we go. We got to start cutting our own hair. I, I want like credit that I'm, that I'm letting the, the obvious and it shows joke go by the wayside <laughs> here too. Just saying. Yeah. I appreciate that. Something funny that my kids brought up this morning was. Um, 
they're like, wow, a million dollars when you retire. That's so much money. And I'm like, you do understand I'm going to be on a 20, hopefully 20 plus year vacation. Like I'm not going to be working for 20 to 25 years. That million dollars really isn't in the grand scheme of things, isn't a terribly isn't a terribly high amount of money when you're thinking of hopefully living. If I'd retire at 62 goals, I retire at 62. Hopefully I'll live through my 80s. So a million dollars isn't that much. Like mommy's going to come live with you. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's a a retirement plan. It's not a good one, but it's a retirement plan. (laughs) I'm just hoping my grandson could be a golfer. We'll be be good. There you go. You'll be all set. We're going to go for that. When you start investing later in life, I know, um, Earlier in life, you can have more aggressive um, savings ta- or uh, investing tactics. What do you suggest for someone who's starting later? As far as starting later, obviously, you've, you've got to adjust one of three things. You either need to work longer, be more aggressive and take more risk, or save more money. Uh, and for most members, whenever we get into that scenario, it's a little bit of all of those um, and figuring out, okay, yeah, how about if you work you know, two more years than what you're expecting to you know, look at your budget and let's get a little bit leaner in a couple of areas and save a little bit more money. And then it might be, and you need to take a little bit more risk in, in this area here. Now, the third one is actually the toughest one really for most people to do, because that's when you get into the whole sleep at night factor. Um, and it works very well whenever you know, we've had markets like we have you know, recently, you know, with, you know, and in 2019, the, the, you know, up 28 to 30%, depending on what you're looking at. However, if we get into a down cycle, which is a natural progression of things, are you going to be able to live with that? And so I really caution people to not take more risk than what they really are going to be comfortable with, because that's it's a very difficult one to work with. So the, those first two areas are the ones where we are, tend to be a little bit more aggressive in there and making adjustments. Yeah, Rob, Rob hit the nail on the head. If you're losing sleep at night, you're too, you're too risky. You need to step it back. He's still looking at my hair. I knew it. <laughs> You have great hair. I can't believe he cuts it himself. What? I'm like like everyone. (laughs) All right. So uh, along the lines of retiring at 62, what about retiring early? If you're running behind at 40, is retiring early out of the question? It depends on your income, obviously. And again, depends on how you want to live in retirement. Um, Those are two huge things. Um, If you're going to be a very frugal person, like we talked about before, then you might have a chance of doing that. Um, if you're looking for a more lavish lifestyle, more than likely not. It'd be hard for you to do. The other big thing, too, to think about, Will, in terms of whenever we talk about retiring early, and this is a conversation I have, again, a couple times a week, is healthcare. Um, because as the current system stands, Medicare doesn't start until age 65. So you know, if you're in that goal to retire at 62, how are you going to fund your health insurance for that next three years? Uh, for example, some some plans today... You know, you're talking for the monthly premium for the health insurance is $800 a month. You know, that's $9,600 a year. You know, where's that? You're scaring Christina. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, yeah, so, so where's that going to come from? And does that make, you know, sticking out and working a little bit longer? Does that make that more palatable? Um, it, so that's, and that's, and that's just for the health insurance yep. premium. That's before you come out of pocket for doctor's visits and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, health, insurance is the big really the big challenge for a lot of people in that and you know there's ways to 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 make that happen um but uh, you know that's one that a lot of people forget about when they're talking about retiring early is that hey you know that's the point in time in your life when you're really going to need the health insurance benefits 
And how are you going to afford those? Yeah, studies have shown probably between the ages of 65 and 85, which is definitely very feasible for you to live that long. Um, the average cost come out to be right about $300,000, $350,000. So wow. that's the average. That's not the worst. That's not the best. So hopefully you knock on wood, you're healthy and you, you go that way. But you do have to plan. That's definitely a big part of the plan. My parents just retired. Their retirement age, they did what you had talked about. They actually stayed in work. They actually worked an extra year so they didn't have, so they could, um, didn't have to pay the health insurance. Are there other, any other thing? Like I always thought like, yeah, I retire, I'll pay off my house and I've got no debt. But that's not true because then I have, I still have to pay my homeowner's insurance and all. Like, is there any other like retirement myths of the things that people think I'm retired? I don't have to pay those things anymore. Is there anything that I, that we need to plan for when we retire? The other big thing that comes is again, health related. Cause again, we're, we're dealing at a, a phase of life where that does become a big issue is that end of life care, you know, the long-term care type of things. And how do you how do you approach that? How do you mitigate that risk? Uh, you know, when you consider the average cost for a private nursing home is about two hundred and eighty dollars a day, right now, um, you know, that's a, a pretty significant number, and most people don't have that built into their plan. You know, when they're thinking about it, it's you know, we all have the the dream of you, know, you retire, you live this idyllic you know, lifestyle, and then one day you're not here anymore, and poof. Well, guess what? That doesn't happen for most of us. You know, it's it, that end of life time can be very expensive. Um, and again, you know, we'll talk about myths about the government taking care of you. You know, qualifying for Medicaid is not a, it's a plan again. Um, it's not a preferable one. I mean, in order to qualify for Medicaid, if you're a single person, you have to only have $2,000 in assets. So, oh uh, and with your, you know, if you're, you're married, it's a slightly higher than that, but not a whole lot. Um, and so you know, really being careful about that and you know, doing some pre-planning there. And, you know, most people aren't going to be able to completely fund that out of pocket, but being able to at least mitigate that cost is, is, a, is a very important thing. One of the biggest risks that most, most people just don't think about. I just want to go to Jamaica. That's it. I just want to retire. And oh, I want an RV. What do you want to do when you retire? Not an RV. Really? <laughs> No, what do you guys want to no. do when you retire? What are you retirement? I'm, not a, I'm like, not a road tripper if you no, didn't know. No, you're more now. glamping than anything. Like, not even glamp. No. <laughs> if it ends in amp, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm with you, Will. I am not not the, the RV rather, thing. No. Yeah, new. No. I'd rather fly. Yeah. I want the hotel. Yeah, no. I yeah. want to go see all the national parks. Like, get in an RV and just drive. I would love to see the national parks, but I'm not getting an RV today. <laughs> What about you guys? What's your retirement goals? I would say, you know, as far as mine, it's it's and it's becoming more, I think, prevalent now, not because I have it, but um, I don't see myself ever completely retiring um, at some point in time. Uh, you know, I like I love what I do. Um, you know, I like the paycheck that comes along with it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, I could see myself getting more to where you, know, you kind of phase out of you know, the, the day to day grind and do something a little bit different there. But, you know, staying engaged is so important. You know, and all the studies show that, you know, the retirees that are engaged and stay mentally active, you know, have a much better quality of life during retirement. You know, the old days of, you know, you walk in, you tell them, hey, I'm retiring. They give you a gold watch and a send off party. And then you go home and play golf, supposedly for the rest of your years or, or whatever it might be. That's that doesn't happen anymore. Um, and so I, I from my own plan, it's to kind of phase down, but I'd never see myself completely disengaging. You know, it's actually interesting because I was talking to a friend about like fun jobs after you retire, like things we could just do and not like, you're not worried about how little you're getting paid or anything yeah. like that. 
and we were at Universal and there was a woman in Harry Potter area and she was an older woman. You can tell she's probably just like, and, and she's so into her job. She was like mm-hmm. helping people pick out wands mm-hmm. in Harry Potter and she was just so into the story and I was like, if that if that could be my job, <laughs> what a lovely thing to do all day. No, I'd have to agree. I agree with Rob. I love what I do. Uh, I don't even care if I'm physically able to do it. I think as long as I'm mentally able to do it, I'd probably be doing it at some point, even at, at the end of it all, if I wanted to step back and take some You could some go into giving off. haircuts. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you Perfect. could open your barber. own barber shop. Hey, and you, you can manage the front, front part of the store. We'll be good to go. There you yeah. go. Uh, but no, I can see myself doing this um, definitely into an older age. Um, at the same time, too, man, I'll tell you, ask Steve Jobs. He had $4.8 billion when he passed away. Um, on his deathbed, he wrote that he'd give it all back for one day with his family. So if that tells you where the importance is that, I know we're talking about retirement and money. It's time. Um, and that's another thing that really sometimes should make people think about when do I leave? Like we said, we have these people that will hold on working till they're, I just had a woman the other day, I'm, I'm not joking, retired from, I think she worked for Northrop Grumman. She was 82 years old. She worked wow. till she was 82 in the front office. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Um, I just said, well, I really don't want to invest my money because obviously, you know, I'm 82 now. And I'm thinking, well, I agree. Um, I think you should definitely keep it here with the credit union, put it in the, the promotional CD until you get an idea of how you want to go about this. Cause now she has no clue what her costs are going to be in life. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's different. But, um, you know, for me, I think it's as long as you're passionate about what you do, like Rob said, I don't see myself getting out of this unless I'm mentally not able to do what I do every day. I'm um, at mm-hmm. that point. I definitely would make sure I step back so I don't mess up someone's plan, mm-hmm. um, in retirement themselves. But I see my, I don't know about the RV or the, the glamping aspect of it, but I, <laughs> yeah. I could see myself in a, a little lake house and, and doing like split time between Florida and this lake house oh. up in New England somewhere and just enjoying the, mm-hmm. the family, the kids and the grandkids and, and going there. Eventually, great, great, great. great. <laughs> and, you know, John, you brought up another point in there too, that uh, another thing that people overlook too is, you know, the importance, you know, of planning for a disability or looking at, and I'm just the, the rosy ray of I sunshine know. over here. <laughs> I want to talk about um, going, hitting the but, links. Yeah, right. I got goosebumps I can, from this yeah. Steve Jobs quote. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, but you know, looking at you know, from, from personal experience, actually, you know, my father uh, passed away when he was 62 um, and had been sick for had an autoimmune disease, was sick for about you know, eight to 10 years prior to that. Um, and was one that back in the day thought that, oh, no, I'm be fine. I don't need disability insurance. Well, guess what? He kind of did. Um, and he didn't want to listen to his son either, which that's an, another episode for another day, fathers and sons. But uh but, you know, really looking at that and being able to say, OK, what if something happens that I can't work to complete this plan? You know, how am I going? How is that going to work? And how does that fit into all this, too? Um, and not to be. But that's just fact of life is something that most people, I think, overlook a lot of is the fact that, you know, your your ability to you know, you always hear your house is your biggest asset. It's not your earning power is really your biggest mm-hmm. asset. And how do you protect that? And how do you make sure that that plan comes to completion? Yeah, so. especially in a single income um, household. If, if one of the major um, income earners is gone, can you live in the same lifestyle? Can, is there still a mortgage on the house? Kids yeah. going to college, all these things. Um, part of the things we help plan for as well. Um, it, it's about it's about putting a plan down on paper and making it real. It does take 30 days to form a good or a bad habit. So it's up to you to get that plan in motion. Well, thank you so much. We've got to take a break, but when we come back, we'll do a round of rapid fire questions and tips for people over 40. This podcast is brought to you by Addition Financial, a member owned not-for-profit financial cooperative. Count them into your financial journey by exploring their educational content, membership, and everything they have to offer at additionfi.com. Federally insured by NCUA and an equal housing lender. 
we're back with our experts, Rob and John from CUNA. And are you guys ready for some rapid fire questions? Fire away. Third All right. Get ready. Here we go. All right, Will, um, you take it first. All right. So is one retirement account enough? It can be. Uh, however, you know, again, if we're talking about trying to catch up, you probably need to have a combination between an employer plan account, you know, 401k, 403b, whatever that might be, um, and an individual retirement account. Are there benefits to working past a retirement age? Absolutely. Uh, the longer you can work and still have a, a, an earned income, it means you don't have to touch Social Security sooner. Um, hypothetically, you can touch Social Security as early as 62. Um, full retirement age for us at this point is probably going to be 67. Uh, going forward, though, if you leave it alone until you're age 70, you can actually have it grow at 8% per year from 67 to 70. So that's think about that guaranteed 8% growth is a really good way to go. So I would say if you can and you're healthy and you enjoy your job, go for it. If you can't take it anymore and you're just ready to go ahead and call it quits, then, then do what you need to do. What is a quick piece of retirement-related tax advice people should know? Probably one of the biggest things that some people miss is the you know the retirement savers credit that's out there. You, know, you can actually get a tax credit for for saving. Now, granted, that's income based, so if you earn too much, you don't qualify for that credit. Um, but you know, saving on a tax favored basis always is better than you know, doing it on on, on a, uh, a non qualified account. You know, a, a taxable account. Um, in fact, it can add up to you know tens of if not hundreds of thousands of dollars difference between the two. Should you stop investing in your retirement after you retire? Well, when it comes to individual retirement accounts, you need to earn income to be able to go ahead and put money into a contribution. So you have to have earned income for that. Um, but I'd say no. Obviously, you want to always have it growing or doing something, being active. Um, it really does fit your risk in, in, in what you're trying to do. Um, so I think in the, in the long run, you definitely want to have to be able to sit down with a, an advisor, a professional to be able to try to direct you um, where you want to go, have a plan made. All right. And our last question is, what's the thing you most hope people will take away from this podcast? I think it, the two kind of biggest things for me is number one, it's never too late. Um, so it's not like it's ever hopeless. So you know, doing something is always better than doing nothing. Um, and the other thing is that really the importance of kind of looking more globally in terms of those hidden things that we tend to think, you know, forget about and not just assume that best case scenario is going to happen, that being able to kind of plan for those contingencies, um, not necessarily dwelling in them, but you know, making sure that you can kind of address that those things are out there. Thank you guys so much. Um, I know this the issue of retirement can be super overwhelming, so we're so glad that you could come here and kind of straighten us out a little bit. But if you guys can hang out for a little bit and, and join us with our hot topic, maybe you can help me explain what all this stuff is. You guys want to play along? Sure. Absolutely. All right. So in December, the SECURE Act was signed into law and was introduced to help people save for retirement, just like what we were talking about today. Among other features, the bill removes the age limit restriction on IRA contributions, expands access to annuities in retirement plans, and raises the age at which people need to start taking required minimum withdrawals. All of that sounds like muckety-muck to me. So what does that mean? I don't understand what any of that means. So talk to us about what and how, like, what is the SECURE Act and how does that help us in layman's terms? In layman's terms, the the two big things that affects most people um, is going to be, like I said, it used to be if when you got to age 70 and a half, you couldn't make a, a contribution anymore to a traditional IRA. That's been lifted. So now if you continue to work past age 70 and a half and have earned income, you can continue to make IRA contributions. 
It used to be the required age to start taking distributions from an IRA was 70 and a half. They raised that to 72 now going forward. Um, the other thing that goes into that uh, with the, the SECURE Act is that there used to be a provision called a stretch IRA uh, where you could take distributions from an inherited IRA over your life expectancy. Now they've shortened that. It has to be 10 years in most cases. So those are the three big takeaways for most people from an individual basis. There's some other things that happen in there that as far as employer retirement plans and things like that, that it's not going to have a big effect for most people. But those are kind of the three big takeaways. Well, that was a really great way of explaining that. So thank you guys so much for being here again, everybody. This is Rob and John from CUNA Brokerage Services. So we really appreciate um, all of your great insight today. Thanks, thank guys. you so much thank for you. having us. So how can we find out more from you guys? How can you help out our listeners? Um, obviously, I know we are on your website. You can actually look up on the investment um, tab of it. Find Rob and I. Our pictures are there. We look uh, you know, pretty fancy with our ties You can suits. see the haircut. Yeah, yeah, I know the haircut, himself. right? Uh, himself. But our contact information is there. You could also um, call directly our coordinator who is housed here right at the Lake Mary office. Um, call him directly, and he has full access to our calendars as well. All right, great. Great. All right, Will, this is our favorite part of the entire episode. It's what, what did, did we, we learn, learn today? today? All right, Will, what did you learn today? I took so I think my head is about to explode. I learned so much today. Well, I learned what the Secure Act was. Yeah, so that was a big thing because I really was... had no idea what that was. Nope, me either. I'd never heard of it. Um, I think the other thing that I I I don't know if it's something I learned, but I thought it was a really great way to put it was that um, your house is not your biggest asset it is your earning potential that's such a powerful statement i'm so glad that he shared that with us because we always especially when you get your first home you always think oh your home is your busy, biggest investment but it, that's not really the case i thought that was really powerful yeah i learned today because you know my my goal is 62 to retire at 62 but i didn't think about the fact that i'm going to be three years without health insurance so learning that it could cost me at least $800 a month just to cover my health, my medical bills or my medical insurance. And then on top of that, on you're at an age, medical bills, yeah. my medical bills. So that was like mind blowing. Like I had no idea to even think to to calculate that into my retirement. That's a lot. Thing that I've got to start is. saving now. I know. All right. Well, if you want more in-depth coverage of retirement savings and investing strategies, the experts at Addition Financial created a retirement goal setting guide for our listeners to download from additionfi.com slash financial dash education. We've linked the resources, of course, in the show notes below for easy access. And you can get in touch with Rob and John. We'll also put that in our show notes. Yeah. So that's it for our show this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to learn about retirement savings and investment tips. We hope that you're ready to start saving and investing so that you can have the retirement you've always wanted. And that's a wrap on this episode of Making It Count. Thanks so much for joining us today. And if you like what you heard, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. You can also subscribe or follow to stay up to date on our latest episodes. In the meantime, send us your questions and share your success stories by emailing us at podcast at And whatever you do, make, make it count. count.